Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda Ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah Al-Azizul Hakim Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamassaka bisunnatihi Ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us to live to see another Ramadan. This is a tremendous ni'mah and a tremendous opportunity that we have to capitalize on bithnilahi ta'ala for every individual who is concerned with their well-being in this world and the next, then capitalizing on the month of Ramadan is of the utmost of importance. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he informed us of the tremendous opportunity that is inside of this month where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said Man Swama Ramadan Imanan Wahti Saban Wufirahu Matukadamindambi that whoever fasts Ramadan out of Iman and anticipation of the reward then their previous sins will be forgiven. So the fasting of Ramadan is a tremendous opportunity and it is from the pillars of Islam as it comes in the hadith on the authority of Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said Buni al-Islam ala khams Shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh wa iqam al-salaa wa ita'i al-zakaa wa hajj al-bayt wa sawm al-ramadhan Hadithun mutafiqun alayh When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that Islam is built on five the testimony that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah and that Muhammad is the slave and the messenger of Allah. The establishment of the prayer, the payment of zakat, the pilgrimage to the house and fasting in, in Ramadan. So the fast of Ramadan bila shak wa bila raib is from the greatest of the, the deeds and the greatest of the actions of worship. As we know, in order to benefit from the fast, we have to be of those who are steadfast upon our prayers. We have to be of those who are steadfast upon the salah. Because 
I'm sure it has reached many of us or many of those who my voice will reach them. The statements of the ulama that say that the individual who does not pray, then he will not benefit from his fast. That the individual who does not pray, he or she will not benefit from their fast. Meaning their fast, it will not count. Why? Because they left off the prayer. The prayer, the salah, it is the greatest pillar after the shahadatain. After the shahadatain, the greatest pillar is the salah. So if we want to benefit from our fast, if we truly want to reap the benefit of fasting in Ramadan, then we have to be of those who are steadfast upon our five daily prayers. This is a must. The Salaf, the great companions, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, and the great companion Umar ibn Khattab, radiyallahu ta'ala anhumah, they have tremendous statements as it relates to the salah and in particular to the one who they abandon the prayer. It has been reported, it has been reported that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and this is as it comes and has been collected by Ibn Abi Shayba and it is a narration that is its isnad is Hassan as Al Albani he pointed out where Abdullah ibn Mas'ud he mentions or he mentioned Man Lem Yusalli Faladin Lahu that whoever does not pray then there is no religion for him. Whoever does not pray, there's no religion for him. This is a tremendous statement. Now, and for those who are striving to be upon the way of the Sahaba, they should raise their ears to the likes of these statements. Now, because it is from our way and our methodology that we are upon the Quran and upon the Sunnah, upon the Fahm, upon the understanding of the Sahaba, upon the understanding of the Sahaba. So you have this great Sahabi and he mentions this statement that whoever does not pray, then there is no deen for him. La deen liman la salata lahu. There is no deen for the one who has, there is no prayer for him or no prayer for her. And the great companion, Umar ibn Khattab, the second Khalifa, those whom we are encouraged to follow their example, the Khulafa al-Rashidin, the rightly guided Khulafa. As it comes in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the hadith of Irbad bin Sariya, where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said, Alaykum bi sunnati. That it is upon you my sunnah, 
and also the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa after me. Because the sunnah of the khulafa is the same as the sunnah of the Prophet And this is why when the Prophet referred back to it, he referred back to it in the singular. Addu alayha bin nawajid. Bite onto it. He didn't say addu alayhima. Bite onto the both of them. But no, but rather he said addu alayha. And bite onto it. Because the sunnah of the rightly guided khulafa, then this is the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, he said, that there is no portion for is of Islam for the one who abandons the prayer. There is no portion of Islam for the one who abandons the prayer. أَخْرَجُهُ إِمَامْ مَالِكْ فِي الْمُوَطَّةِ Imam Malik, he collected this, this, this ethar inside of Al-Muwatta, the tremendous book, Al-Muwatta, which was the most authentic book after the book of Allah, before Sahih al-Bukhari was written. It's a tremendous book. And this ethar has been graded as being authentic by Imam al-Albani. In any event, what we take away from it is that the salah is of extreme importance for the Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, because a person they may wonder, well, where did these two great companions get this understanding? Naam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he mentions, as it comes in a hadith that has been collected by Turmadi wa Ibn Majah wa Ahmad wa Sahahahu al-Albani that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said as-salatu umud al-deen that the salah is the supporting pillar of the religion that the salah is the supporting pillar of the religion naam and we know the functionality of a supporting pillar is that that is the pillar in which the structure it leans upon. And if that pillar was to become compromised, then the structure, it will fall, it will crumble. The structure, it will fall and it will, and it will crumble. And this is how the Prophet wasallam he likened the salah. As we know, the salah is the first thing that the abd will be asked about on the day of judgment. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Inna awwal ma yus'ala abdu anhu min amalihi as-salah. That verily the first thing that the slave will be asked about from his actions will be the salah. And if his salah is accepted, then the rest of his deeds will be accepted. Naam, if the salah is accepted, then the rest of the deeds will be accepted. So if we want to benefit from our fasting, then we have to be steadfast upon our salah. And we can't be of those who are neglectful and leave off their prayer. 
as you find, unfortunately, many of the Muslims, they spend all of the night up and then they sleep the vast majority of the day missing their prayers or praying their prayers late outside of their proper times. And this is something that is tremendously dangerous to do as we are to pray our prayers in their proper times. And this is from the establishment of the prayer that we pray in, that we pray our prayers on time, that we pray our prayers on time. And we are well aware, or the vast majority, whom my voice will reach them, are well aware of the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَوَيْنُونَ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ And woe to those who perform the prayers. Woe to those who perform the prayers. Those who delay their prayer from their stated fixed times. Those who are neglectful as relates to their prayer, meaning because they pray their prayers outside of the prescribed time. They don't pray their prayers on time. They are neglectful. And when you go through the tafsir, of these ayat, then you know that this was a description and is a description of the hypocrites. And this is who is being addressed, the hypocrites who delay their prayers outside of their prescribed time. And we know the evil of the hypocrite and what awaits the hypocrites in the hereafter. So we should never want to share and have a characteristic in common with the likes of these evil group of individuals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside of his noble book he mentions which will give us some indication of the importance of the prayer and how it is never an option to abandon it. It is never an option to abandon the prayer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions كُلُّ نَفْسٍ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ رَهِينَ Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions every person is a pledge for what he earned. إِلَّا أَصْحَابَ الْيَمِينَ Except for those on the right, the companions of the right, meaning those true believers, those ones who have true iman. They will be inside of the Jannah. They will be inside of the gardens. And they will ask one another. They will be inside of the gardens talking with each other. And they will ask one another. They will ask about yani, the criminals. And what has led them to the fires of the hell. So they will be inside of the Jannah and they will ask yani, the criminals, fi What has caused you to enter into the hell? What has caused you to enter into the hell? Because there will be a time in the Akhirah, there will be a time where the people in the Jannah will be able to communicate 
with the people in the fire and vice versa. Now, this, this communication will be there for a time. So they will ask them, what has landed you all inside of the hell? What has caused you to enter into hell? So those criminals, those kuffar, they will say, They will say, we were not of those who used to offer our prayers. We were not of those who used to offer our prayers. Nor were we of those who used to feed the poor. And we used to talk falsehood and foolishness with those who indulge in vain speech, the vain talkers. And we used to belie the day of recompense. And we used to lie, and we used to belie the day of recompense. Until death came to us. We used to, we used to deny it until death, it came to us. So they were individuals that they were deceived by the life of this world. They were drunk off of the life of this world. And it was death that sobered them up. It is incumbent that we learn from the mistakes of others and thus we do not repeat them. It is incumbent that we learn from the mistakes of others and thus we do not repeat them. We do not fall into that which they have fallen into. Because if there were a people who were walking and they fell inside of a pit, they fell inside of a pit that had dangerous things inside of it from thorns, from sharp debris, from jagged rocks, so on and so forth, and they fell inside that pit, then the intelligent person, he will not take that same path because he knows that on that path that there, there are these pits and people fall inside and they get hurt. Some die. They get mortally injured. So they will not take that path. Why? Because they do not want what has befallen these individuals to befall them. So they will avoid that path and take a path that is safe. So when we see the outcome of those who are deceived by this world, drunken off of this world, we know that they're going to sober up. They're not going to stay drunk forever. They're going to sober up. And when they sober up is when? Is when death comes. And you don't want to be an individual who's drunk until death comes. Because for them is a horrible, a horrible ending and a horrible punishment waiting them, waiting for them. So it is incumbent that we don't take this path and we, and we take the opposite path. They used to didn't pray, so we have to be of those who pray. They were those who did not feed the poor, so we have to be of those who feed the poor. They were those who spoke idle talk with the people who speak idle talk. So we avoid the likes of this, and we do not make ourselves in, uh, from the ranks of those who indulge in idle talk with those who indulge in vain talk. And they were those who they belied the day of judgment. They belied the day of recompense. So thus, we have to be of those who believe in a day of recompense. 
They belied the day of recompense, so they didn't prepare for it. Why? Because they belied it. So we are those, we have to be from those who believe in it. And thus we prepare for it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Maryam, Allah ta'ala he says, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْضِهِمْ فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاعُ الصَّلَاةِ وَاتَّبَعُ الشَّهَوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّا Allah Ta'ala, he says what means, and there will come after them a people who they would lose the prayer. They will abandon the prayer. That's what it means. They, meaning they won't pray. And they will follow their desires. They won't pray and they will follow their desires. You think, what is the motivating factor that people miss the Fajr and they miss Dhuhr and they miss Asr? What is the motivating factor for this? Except that it's because of some dunya. Because of something in the dunya. People, they don't pray Jumu'ah. Why? Because of dunya. Because they're at work. Dunya. Huh? Following their desires. Allah Azza wa Jalla says, فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ And then they are going to be thrown inside a pit. They're going to be thrown inside al-ghayya. as Abdullah bin Mas'ud, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he mentions, al-ghayya, then it is al-nahr fi jahannam, khabith al-ta'am, that it is a river and the hellfire that has a despicable taste, an awful taste. Now, you have others who have mentioned it is a pit inside of the hellfire. You have others from the ulama, they mentioned that it is a pit in the hellfire that is particular to the disbelievers. That is particular to the disbelievers. So those who enter into this pit it is not possible that they can be from believers. And these are for who? These are for those who intentionally, they left off their prayer. And the ulama, they agree upon this. No, no ikhtilaf when it comes to this. Those who intentionally, they abandon the prayer, obstinately abandon the prayer, the ulama, they agree that the likes of these individuals, they are kuffar, they are not Muslim. The prayer is essential for us to be Muslim. It's essential. Allah Azza wa Jal affirming some aspects, essential aspects of brotherhood, meaning that a person is a Muslim, brotherhood in the deen, ma'am, is, or from them, is what? The prayer. Allah Ta'ala, He says, for in tabu, وَأَقَامُوا الصَّلَاةِ وَآتُوا الزَّكَاةِ فَإِخْوَانُكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ And if they repent, meaning if they accept Islam, and that's the repentance of the disbeliever, that they accept Islam. And if they repent, meaning accept Islam, and they establish the prayer, and they pay the zakah, then they are your brothers in the deen. Then they are your brothers in the deen. Naam. Prayer is incumbent. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. 
So it is incumbent that we are steadfast upon our prayers inside of this month of Ramadan and that we pray our prayers in a manner that they should be prayed. That we are steadfast and we praying our prayers on time. And that we pray our prayers in a manner that they should be prayed. And the abandonment of the salah is not an option. Because if we want to benefit from the fast and get all of the reward and the great reward and benefit that comes along with the fast, then we, in order to be eligible, we have to be of those who pray. In order to be eligible, we have to be of those who pray. Because if the prayer is lost, then all of the deeds are lost. As the as it came in the aforementioned hadith of the first thing that we'll be asked about in question about Yomul Qiyamah from our actions. For those who need further clarity, there comes a hadith in Sahih Muslim on the authority of Jabir radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, بين الرجل وبين الشرك والكفر ترك الصلاة That between a man and likewise also means woman, both, huh? Between an individual, between a man and between a woman. And between polytheism, shirk, and kufr, disbelief, is what? Is the abandonment of the prayer. Is the abandonment of the prayer. So that if a person abandons the prayer, then now there is nothing separating him from shirk and kufr. This is a tremendous warning. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in another hadith, Rawahu Ahmed and others, with a chain that is authentic. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, الْعَهْدُ الَّذِي بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمْ الصَّلَاةِ فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا فَقَدْ كَفَرُ That the covenant that is between us and them, the separation between us and them, meaning the kuffar, is the, uh, is the salah, is the prayer. فَمَنْ تَرَكَهَا And whoever abandons the prayer, فَقَدْ كَفَرُ then verily, indeed, they have disbelieved. Then indeed, they have disbelieved. Naam. So we have to be steadfast upon our prayers. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he mentioned, as it comes in a hadith, Rawahu Imam Ahmed wa Ibn Hamban wa Tabarani, jayyid with a good chain. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi and it's from the hadith of Abdullah bin Amr bin Aus that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said. مَنْ حَافَظَ عَلَيْهَا Meaning the salawat, the prayers. Whoever preserves their prayers, they pray them correctly and in the proper time. كَانَتْ لَهُ نُورًا وَبُرْهَانًا وَنَجَاتًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ That he will have or she will have a light. They will have a proof for them. And they will have safety on the day of judgment. وَمَنْ لَمْ يُحَافِظْ عَلَيْهَا لم يكن له نور ولا برهان ولا نجاة وكان يوم القيامة مع قارون وفرعون 
وهامان وأبي بن خلف that whoever preserves their prayer and they pray on time and properly then they will have light they will have yani, a proof for them and they will have safety on the day of judgment and whoever does not preserve their prayers then they will not have a light they will not have a proof for them and they will not have safety on the day of judgment and on the day of judgment they will be with Qarun they will be with Fir'aun they will be with Haman and they will be with Ubay bin Khulaf Bithnillahi ta'ala I want everyone to do some research on those individuals Qarun, Fir'aun, Haman, but Ubay bin Khulaf do research upon them and then see if you want to be in their company in the hereafter It is incumbent, ya ibad, that we are steadfast upon our prayers and that we never abandon our prayers and that we remember the likes of these texts and we remember the likes of the statements of the Sahaba as related to the prayer. Like the statement of Umar that was aforementioned. رضي الله تعالى عنه لا حظ في الإسلام لمن ترك الصلاة that there is no portion of Islam for the one who abandons the prayer that there is no portion in Islam for the one who abandons the prayer so we have to be steadfast upon our prayers if we want our prayers to benefit us if we want to benefit from our fasting, if we want to benefit from the majority or from our deeds in general, then we have to be of those who are steadfast upon our prayers. So it is incumbent, it is incumbent, just as we exert ourselves in fasting, that we exert ourselves in prayer. Because the prayer is not something that is restricted to Ramadan, but rather is for all of our life, in every month, every day, upon every situation that we in, that we pray bithnilahi ta'ala. That every situation we in, if we are conscious, and our mind and our faculties are there, then we pray upon whatever situation. If we cannot stand, then we sit. If we cannot sit, then we lay down. If we cannot do the motions with our limbs, we do the motions with our eyes. Naam. If, if, if we're in a situation where we cannot make wudu, then we pray upon that state. There is never an excuse not to pray. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy upon us to fulfill this obligation. To fulfill this obligation according to the best of our ability. Whatever we cannot do, then we are allowed to leave that off and still establish the prayer. So a person can't say, I can't stand up, so I can't pray. No, you can't stand up, no problem, sit down. Person say, I can't sit down, so I can't, you know, I can't establish the prayer. I can't stand, I can't sit. No, 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 it's no problem. Then you pray laying down. Person say, 
I, you know, I, I can't move my limbs, you know, I'm paralyzed, so I can't pray. No, no, you can't pray with your, with, with, with your limbs, then pray with your eyes, you see? There's always, there's always an opportunity for you to make your salat, always, always. Person say, I'm chained up, I'm shackled, huh? I, 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 I can't make wudu, I can't make wudu, I'm chained, I'm shackled, I got no water, I can't even make tayammu. I got no water, I have no clean, I have no clean soil, no clean any earth, so I can't, no, 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 you, you pray upon that state, you pray upon that state, fear Allah to the best of your ability, fear Allah to the best of your ability, your Lord has made it easy for you to obey Him, so you have no excuse to disobey Him as relates to the prayer. This is just a reminder I wanted to give to myself and to all those who my voice it may reach them. In this month of Ramadan and outside of this month of Ramadan, to be steadfast upon their prayers, because their prayers, they are essential. The prayer, it is essential for your success. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He give me and you the success in doing that which He loves and that which He is pleased with. And that he makes us blessed wherever we may be. And that he makes us of those who they are thankful when they are given, patient when they are tested, those who seek forgiveness and they repent when they make sins, because verily these three are signs of happiness نعم فنكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرات